It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. And welcome to the show. Um, I was just thinking about how so much of uh, of the present, of stuff that's happening in the present, is just not as good as it used to be. And that's old man Troy talking. But wh- one of the things where it's 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 most evident is in TV theme songs. I think we can all agree <laughs> that TV theme songs have only gotten worse with technology, and they used to be phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal orchestras, people, groups of people singing jingles. And now it's, I don't do they even do theme songs? They just cut to the show where they have like Post Malone doing like uh, uh, auto tune. It's not real. It's not real singing. Troy, can I ask you something? What? When the weather changes a little bit, does your knee hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) It's called water on the knee. And yes, does your back act up? When the humidity's a little high. That is I, old listen, man I Troy talking. I know it's old man Troy talking, but it is the truth. I used to have a cassette that had all of the uh, all of the theme songs from shows from the 1980s. And I would listen to that thing on repeat. And then I'd flip it over and listen to the other side. And then I'd just keep doing that. Because that's the only way you could listen to cassettes. It was a real pain in the ass. Sorry, uh, I yawned just there because I think you brought up that cassette on no fewer than six episodes of Glasscat. <laughs> <laughs> we get that it. cassette back. <laughs> I would argue there is... Uh, improvement that has happened because now streaming services, a lot of them will allow you to skip the intros. I, it's sickening. And they should. You know what? Skip them. They're garbage compared to the 1980s. Oh, that is ridiculous. That's if ridiculous. If we could just somehow recover the authenticity of 1980s sitcoms the, the, and their artistry, then it would it? be it would White Lotus be was really it. good. Their intro, that for Italy, theme. it was like... You know what was better? <laughs> perfect strangers. Well, sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Sydney, sing the next part. No matter, no matter what, what the odds are, are this time, time. <laughs> I'm gonna be standing <laughs> in the way. 
Speaking of orchestra, though, I thought of immediately. I think I think what it is is you're not watching good TV shows that are sticking with you. Because when you said orchestra, I was like Mad Men. That opening theme. What were the lyrics to that song? It's an orchestral piece. It's just vibes. It's a change in style. What are the lyrics to the Hill Street Blues theme, Troy? Oh, Hill Street oh, Blues. That's, that's a Family Guy Hill joke, Street and you know it. Blues. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. I got those Hill Street Blues. <laughs> I mean, I could sing the whole song of "I Feel Like Chicken Tonight," and that doesn't mean that commercials have gotten worse. That's a great song, um, Matthew. To your point, Mash, the TV show, didn't have lyrics, yes, but that song but it, had lyrics. That song it has lyrics, and actually, it was written, they were written by Robert Altman's son, and he, they, he made more money off of the movie than Robert Altman did because of that song. Really? Yeah. Because it became um, the theme for the, the TV show. They, they had to pay, they pay royalties for every time and in syndication, I bet. I heard that that was the first dance at your wedding, that song. Is that true? <laughs> Suicide, Suicide is famous. No, that's what we play when everyone was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> what a DJ's sad way like, to end. We got time for one more song tonight. <laughs> I just miss jingles. I miss people singing with their heart. You got to go to karaoke. Gosh. We got to do karaoke one night. We do have to do karaoke. That is a great solution, actually. Just go to karaoke. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what you want. You do just want to hear people sing. singing. You do can... they have uh, TV theme songs like the Absolutely. Love Boat in the... Uh... Do you think in they the would book? let yeah. us just sing the Magnum P.I. theme song? Oh, that's a good one. It has no lyrics either, so I'd it have does to do that. It is good. Yeah. So I entertain my disagree. You think, you think it's better now? It's better it's, than it it's was. It's apples and oranges. No, you're like, telling me it's there's better. No, there's no theme songs that you can sing in your car these days. What that, are you that, talking that's about? true. That, oh, I'm today, saying yeah, yeah. these days, like that, it's a different style. But show opens are infinitely better now than they used to be. I there are show get, opens yeah. that are so breathtaking and badass feats i try i don't know if you know this but people eat with their eyes and if you had me put up against uh a balky walking into a room and being like oh, ha, 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 and then like looking at the camera with his stupid actor's name under it versus like the opening of game of thrones or the opening of uh true detective like that, it's so emotional. You, it gets you into that zone. You feel mm. like you're there. When whatchamacallit started, when Hot D started, I had no idea how much I missed the Game of Thrones theme, the mm. opening. I didn't care about it. Hot D comes on and I was like, oh, and this nostalgia hit me. It was incredible. Or if you're Kate, you just skip all that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There also- uh, and, and look, I skip my fair share. Uh, I do. Because I, I, I'm like, I'm. Everybody's busy these days. You, to, you just got to get to it. You just got to get to it. But there are, I mean, The Wire, The Wire was amazing. Yeah. Talk about a song you could sing along to. It's true. The skipping is for when <laughs> that, you binge, though. When you're binging a show for hours, yeah. you got to skip. Yeah. You know when what had binge. a great theme slash opening credit sequence of like last year was the TV show Bad Sisters on Apple Apple TV. You guys you guys watch that theme? You see this? Um, you see this? We don't have Apple TV. Well, let me. 
I would share my password, but I think actually you can on Apple. They make they don't let you. But anyway, it was it's like this whole like Rube Goldberg thing that's done to uh, PG Harvey PG Harvey covering Leonard Cohen, uh, who by fire. And so it's just it's like it's really cool. It's like this whole thing, and there's a fire involved. It's great. So Troy, maybe you're just not looking in the right places. Or I guess well, no, the other the other Regina question Spectre, is that's a good song. That's a good opening. Wait, which one? Orange is the New Black. The oh, Regina Spectre. That's, Regina Spectre. And that's a really great oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sequence. Too. She's yeah. great. There's yeah. the other question, Troy, is like, it's all relative. Like your tape had the best theme songs of the eighties and nineties. You know there were a ton of other shows with garbage themes yeah. that like were completely unmemorable and that no one liked. You're talking about the best of the best of the best. And I, you know, Oof, I, I just you got lawyered hard there, Troy. Do you, do you, do you, do you feel that? Like <laughs> Joe just whipped out the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golden girls. Debate school. That's a great one. That's a good one. And that wasn't on my tape because the tape, they can only put so many songs. <laughs> did you have, it's not the eighties, but did you have a. The low riders. Oh yeah, the low rider. It's Carlos Mencia. It's not good. It's a bad theme oh, song. Dear. It's a bad show. Sydney. But that's a good I, song, but that's not. Yeah, that is not a song. I remember. So Carlos I Mencia stole that song like he stole all of his material. That haunted. was a song that had been around for like for like twenty or thirty. And years. it would be like two a.m. and you fall asleep with the TV on, and all of a sudden you hear bump 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 and you're like, shut it off. Oh, it's George it Lopez. <laughs> it was the George Lopez. The George Lopez. Oh, it was George Lopez. It was George Lopez. <laughs> um, Thank what, you, Troy. Did you uh, have any? Sorry, esteem? Matthew. Did you have any esteem for the step by step theme? Was that one uh, worth noting? That was a good one. Yeah, I uh, remember that one. It's how does that one go? Because that came on after step Full House. I can't sing. Step day by day. Feels on a different kind of way. People will fall. Might as well say we'll make it better the second time around, and then yeah. the music would swell, and they were at the fucking carnival. It's amazing! Just give me a. I, I'm in show a me that smile. Oh, oh, show me that smile. We need <laughs> Troy. We yes. need a, a theme song. We do. Oh my god, we do. We need a traditional. 80s theme song. Any of our new Glass Cannon podcast. I was like, oh my God. We did for one of the shows. We did. Raiders of the Lost Continent had one. Had a great one. Also, Legacy of the Ancients has one too. Just hasn't been orchestrated yet. That's true. Side Sesh had one. That's true. See, we've done this. We've been down this road. We yeah, I want to do it with like, now we have money. We got full, like a yeah. full fucking orchestra, <laughs> the six piece. You just want uh, a dude a singing, head banging, like <laughs> grovelly voice. I feel like that's what you want. I you want think- the guy that did the Cheers theme song and I'll yeah, accept yeah. nothing less. Do you think Dan the Butcher Hill is available to sing that theme song? Oh, don't get me started if Dan Hill's around. <laughs> Troy is Googling. He's He's Google Google up right up email, looking up his booking agent. See his face lighting up with the Google homepage. I'll tell you what. If Dan Hill's still around, I can get him on the phone by the end of the week. <laughs> you want Dan Hill? You want Dan Hill? I don't think that's something to brag about, Troy. <laughs> How dare you? He'll take my call. He'll take my call. <laughs> Dan the Butcher Hill. Dan, yes, we know you were once a uh, famed recording artist with many hits. Uh, would you mind singing the song for a uh, second place oh RPG podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. You. Lie to him right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
call in. Let us know what you think. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic idea. And and yeah, there are some good theme songs out there, but nothing compares to the way it was. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> Anyways, uh, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. That was on the tape. Um, <laughs> guess we got to play some Pathfinder, but now I'm just thinking of all those songs, the Rockford Files. Anyways, um, we're in mid combat um, because no combat. In uh, Midcom Cliffbone? <laughs> Midcom Cliffbone, we finished with last week. And uh, we'll probably finish with another one because it's impossible to finish a combat in less than 90 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's true. Impossible. <laughs> Moving at a pretty good pace, a, a generous pace. Um, but I have a good feeling we'll finish this today. Um, you're back. You're back at the Caravanserai. The Caravansary. Uh, as I titled that episode, why tonight's the caravansary. Nice. Um, you you came back and things are a little different. First of all, it's night, not day. That hot sun that was beating down on you that forced you to go inside, lest you take some heat damage. That's gone. It's cool out. It's cool, baby. Caravanserai looks abandoned, just like it was the first time. So you mosey on up. Atticus, in fact, moseys on up and then says, eh, Ethel, why don't you come with me? What you am I paying up, you for? What am I paying you for? <laughs> I'm, I'm a wizard. Uh, I'm a little rat wizard. And you go up to the first little door, a door that you pass by the first time, because you just went right in to the right, and boom, out pops these shadow yef hounds that come after you. A fight ensues, and you see their hound master come out. Yet another denizen of Lang. Why are you facing all these denizens of Lang? Are they connected somehow? You don't know, because right now you're in the middle of a bloodthirsty battle. And it is the denizen of Lang's turn. Sure, gaga. 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 What? Uh, It has been slashing away at you with a pretty sweet-looking scimitar, um, and it will start the combat... By doing so again. And uh, misses Ethel with a 24, I'm assuming. I miss. Okay. Strong start, Ethel! <laughs> brutal. Brutal beginning. Um, okay. Now, I want to cast a spell, but in order to do so, I have to take a step, and then I can't cast that spell. Uh, or I'm going to just take a provoke, but taking a provoke from you just sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Don't, you don't want to provoke it. It is a guaranteed five-star lock hit if you provoke mm-hmm. from Matthew mm-hmm. right now. I can feel yeah. it. I can feel it. It's huge, man. Getting that AOO feat and being able to have an additional yep. full attack bonus attack is massive. You know what? I'm throwing my cleric complaints out the window. In 2E, you must have a fighter. You must definitely have 100%. a fighter. They're in a class all their own, <laughs> so to speak. But dumb tish. Um, I've, I've put some notes here. Uh, I think you guys can see those notes. Yep. Uh, about the, the acid flask means persistent acid 2 on Hound 4. Hound 1 is flat-footed and prone. And the denizen leg is bleeding, enervated, and flat-footed. So he's just... I mean, it's, it is a guaranteed hit. Um, unfortunately, I, I, I'm like trying to swing at you, and you have got... You're the worst one for me to be going toe-to-toe with. Kill Pepsi. 
Yeah, I could kill Pepsi. Um, what the hell, Joe? I considered it. <laughs> I thought you were on my team. <laughs> well, how are you going to kill him? You have to either swing at him and miss. I mean, you can you can try to hit Pepsi. Pepsi is a snake, and Pepsi's on the field. I put Pepsi there, and Pepsi's a player in your little pawn game of uh, chess you got going on. Go ahead, try to hit my snake. You're, as they say, your pawn game of chess. <laughs> your famous saying. Is that is that the variant game variant rules where you play with only pawns? Yes, your pawn game of chess. I'd is like very to challenge different. you to a pawn game. A pawn pawn game. game. All right, I've I've, I've thought about this while well, you guys are making jokes. Uh, I am going to provoke, even though I'm flat-footed. I want to cast this spell. All right, my AC is still pretty high, even while flat-footed. No, it sounds like what you really want to do is end this episode in 18. <laughs> this is all I prepared. Uh, <laughs> that is a 28 to hit. Really fucking close, I'll tell you what. Well, I rolled a natural a, nine. That is a basic hit. Okay. <laughs> it's just a hit, man. That is a, uh, the lowest form of hit one can achieve in this <laughs> possible form of hit. Normal hit. All right, 18 Low points success. of damage. 18 points of damage. Okay. It's horrible. Uh, but it was worth it for me to cast Mirror Image. Oh. Uh, so some Mirror Images pop fair. up. Um, I'm thinking long, long, long con here. I want to stay alive. Uh, so four images appear. Um, actually, three images appear. Right? Yeah. Three images now. It's made it a little bit easier and a lot less fun. Uh, and chewy. <laughs> as long as you're honest about that. <laughs> uh, it is the top of round four. And no, oddly enough. First Thursday horrifying amount of damage that he has to take. I forgot. Uh, yes, he is bleeding. What is that? 2d8 bleeding and 4d8 from the enervated? Yeah, yes. negative. 4d8 negative damage. Would you like me to roll the negative? I'll roll uh, the bleed. Yeah, you guys roll your roll your shit. Okay. Roll some ones, though. Uh, no eights yet, you lucky bastard. Oh, very low, Troy. Yeah, you got off good. You got, you got off pretty really okay with good. me. Uh, only 13 for me. And only 6 for me. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, and, then, and then a flat check for each, I guess, right? Yep. All right. So here's the flat check for the bleed. Oh, son of a biscuit! Oh, flat check for the bleeding. Eleven. Flat check for the innervated. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, no, failed. Eight. Yes. Nice. Oh uh, my god! I never in a million years thought I'd get I, two rounds of that. <laughs> wow, that that sucks. Uh, okay. Oh <laughs> uh, well, the bleed the bleed you didn't actually need to roll a flat check for. Um, it's only a one round bleed. It's until the start of my next turn. Ah, well, then I will combine my rolls, and I am no longer entertained. <laughs> that sounds how it works. Uh, page four. Um, <laughs> page okay, four. <laughs> that's a wow. page four. You know, so usually it- that's what is a role playing game. But in 2E, they went right into, if you're both enervated and bleeding, already on page And the player forgets that you don't need a flat check, and you roll said flat check. You get to combine it with the other flat check. Black and white, page four, look it up. Before the player asks. I'm going to show you page four before we look. It is just a picture. Oh, you've got That's the, what the picture represents, is that picture rule. Represents the picture says a thousand words, Matthew. Picture says I also a have a more words. updated printing, which is different. Oh, um, Actually, my apologies. Rub, rub some urine on that page, and you'll see the truth <laughs> come out. It's in hidden, invisible ink. It's round four, and it is Ethel's turn. Ethel, uh, there are mirror images here, so if you attempt to strike the denizen of Lang, I'll need you to roll a d4. You might just want to attack somebody else. If you. Uh, I am uh, a lot of hassle still, so I'm just going to just swing away if you don't mind. I do mind, please. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, first double slice. Okay. So that is going to be a thirty-seven on the warhammer and a okay. twenty-six on the hatchet. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't like either of those things. Uh, I need you to roll first for the warhammer a d four. Four. That's a hit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a, you tell me. That, I think it hits uh, on I think a four. it says it's a book. It's a hit. Yeah, uh, just making sure there's a one to share. Oh, no, only a one on a D4 hits. Thank oh, God. The All right, so your critical hit destroys oh. an image. Okay. Uh, and then the All second right. one. So now I roll a D3. A D3, yeah. Uh, two. Uh, okay, so another image goes away. All right. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm going to take a third attack uh, with the, the Warhammer it. on the off chance that I will... Fumble. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, not a fumble. Uh, that's gonna be, this is with my worst, uh, my worst bonus because of the double slice. It's gonna be a 27 to hit. Okay, and now I need you to roll a d6, and, uh, it's a hit on a 1 through 3, I believe. 4. So, (laughs) well, I took away your images. (laughs) Um, and then with my... With my fourth, <laughs> um, with my fourth action, I am going to uh, swing around and take an attack against the hound that's flanking me. And this is going to be was uh, I'll do a warhammer on this, so it's going to be a plus four to hit. Okay. Uh, and I I rolled an eight. I'm going to guess that's a miss. <laughs> that's a miss. Okay. Um, all right, so you swung around to try and hit this uh, this hound. I'm not going to demoralize this guy. Um, and I didn't hit him, so I can't make him bleed anymore. It's very sad. Um, yes, for you. It certainly is. Uh, but he has never been happier, and so I will remove the little heart token that denoted bleeding. Um, and now it's Suki's turn um, with her trusty companion, Pepsi the Snake. Uh, Suki has been noticing the dirty looks that all mirror images and the denizen of Lang have given Pepsi, so she's going to and command her animal companion, Pepsi, to attack. Uh, and Pepsi's going to take their two attacks on the denizen of Lang. Uh, just want to throw it out there if you're interested. Tell you me. Could, you could move and then take. Oh, I guess he is, he. is he still flat footed? Does he just stay flat-footed, or was that a one-round effect? He is no longer flat-footed. That is from the flensing strike. So if you want to move once, you'd be flanking, and so would Ethel. So I'm going to move Pepsi then. So Pepsi, instead of doing two attacks, will move and then attack. Against Um, flat-footed John. Yeah. Good idea, Joe. Thank you. Teamwork. We're all yelling this during battle. Look at Snake over there! (laughs) Uh, That's going to be attacking with its jaws... That's going to be a 25 to hit. Tell your fucking snake to get behind him. And you're flat-footed. Yes, because you moved into flanking, that is a hit. Yes! Nicely done, Pepsi! Thank you, Joe. Uh, And that is a D8 damage. Where's my D8? Oh, eight points of damage. Max damage. No, it's a plus three. It's not max, but... A dirty eight. A dirty eight. Dirty eight. A filthy eight. Eight the hard way. Eight the hard way. And then... Bus stop eight. Uh, with my other two actions, 
<laughs> After a commanding Pepsi, Suki is going to cast Electric Arc at the denizen of Lang. And okay. you have to make a reflex save. Okay, and you don't have to roll uh, an attack to cast it. Nope. Correct. Just roll a reflex save. Uh, how's that 36 suit you? That uh, is really good. And is it my DC you take no damage. Yeah, it's a, my DC is a 24, so you take no damage. Uh, but Electric Arc is two targets, so it also jumps to a hound. This is true. Thank you, or Joe. I was Ethel. Or oh. Ethel. You know what? You could make the combat more interesting. Any, meeny, my. I'm going to pick the hound. Uh, please make a reflex save. Show me that smile again. <laughs> uh, ooh. Twenty-one on that hound. Nice. Nice. Uh, so I just roll these. Is this the hound to the south of Atticus? Yes. Okay. The one next to yeah, I couldn't reach the other one. Mm-hmm. I assume. Ooh. Okay. E. Bad roll. Bad roll. Fourteen points of electricity oh. damage. <laughs> wow, that, that was a great roll. Yeah, yeah. two fours and two twos. Nice. Uh, Eris, what do you got? Um, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Does this denizen of Lang have a shadow right now? Wait, there's a moon, right? Maybe there's there a shadow. There is a moon. Uh, well, I'm emitting light. I'm yeah. yes, there he has are, sunlight. Right. So the only way he wouldn't light. have a shadow if he if he doesn't cast a shadow, right? He does have a shadow, yes. It's, it's wow. long and eerie. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. Unrelated. I'm going to cast Guidance, because I just really keep needing it. I, the, a plus one would be great if it actually worked. I feel like I keep missing, and I'm just like, please, Bobby, i got to help me out. And <laughs> I'm going to cast a focus spell that I've never cast before on the show. Called <laughs> Kate's, Mal- Kate's having a good time. <laughs> Malicious Shadow. Malicious I haven't cast shadow? it because it's like a wall of text, and I just sat here and read it. Um, and what <laughs> happens to your denizen of Lang is its shadow just kind of detaches from it, like movement-wise. Like, it starts moving on its own and, like, comes up behind the denizen of Lang and, like, with its arm, like its hands approaching Ooh. its neck, and it's going to try to choke out uh, the denizen. Cool. Like now, that's Pan. the version of Peter Pan I want to see today. Yeah, yeah. this is cool. What is um, it called? Malicious, oh, malicious shadow. shadow. So I reshape the target's shadow into a deadly form. Um, I'm going to wow. have it do uh, bludgeoning damage. Um, I have to, to sustain the spell if I want. Um, let's okay. see. Uh, the shadow strikes are melee, melee spell attacks. Yep. So. Yeah, so you get to use your spell attack bone here, and they'll do 1d10 plus, I assume, your intelligence. Okay. Ooh, that's an that's a 8 on the die, but then that makes it a 24. Just misses. Uh, so, yeah, you just see the shadow somehow miss. <laughs> but um, I'm going to probably sustain it for the next round so you still see like Eris focusing and the shadow maybe regaining itself and gonna go again uh it's a cool ass spell um for witches uh so just double checking to sustain it you'll need to use an action next round you don't have an action this round because you cast guidance did you add guidance to the to hit 
No, it would have been a 25. 25? I totally forgot I did that. It does. Is that a hit? <laughs> yeah. well, let me ask you this. We, we talked about this before. Is he... Fl- he's only flat-footed to the people that are flanking him, right? That is correct. Then correct. it's not a hit. Oh. That's what Sometimes, I'm... Troy, like, you really... I know. I, like, I forgot, because we fucked that up a few weeks ago. He's rules only can be so fun one second, and then the very next second, it's just like, call fucking rules. You just described uh, these type of games. <laughs> <laughs> At least when you play them with Joe. <laughs> right. Uh, Well, it's a cool spell, and maybe it'll hit next time. But unfortunately, this time, it didn't. Speaking of missing, uh, it's Joe's turn to play his character. All right. Let's get to the missing. Uh, Well, which hound is flat-footed and prone? Which hound is hound one? Hound one, you say? Well, who could forget hound one? Uh, It is the one right to the south of you. The one right to the south. The Ghostbuster symbol means prone. Uh, okay. Uh, Atticus is just going to fall back next to Eris. Yeah, fall back next to Eris, and he's going to take one of these fallen pieces of stone and telekinetically try to go after the prone and uh, flat-footed hound uh, with a telekinetic projectile. Okay. And he gets a 21. 21 against that prone hound. Uh, does prone add another level of flat-footed or no? Um, I don't think so. I don't really I know. I don't think it stacks. Let me just make sure. I uh, know it's a minus two to attack rolls. The only moves you can do is flat-footed. Yeah, so flat-footed is a stack. Uh, just making sure. So you said 21, and uh, that flat-footed is a hit. Oh, amazing. Nice. That was a horrible roll. Uh, yeah. okay. Wouldn't have been Very a hit lucky. otherwise. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, then that will be 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Wow. Boom. This rock crushes its cranium. Uh, gross. Okay, so that's your turn. Uh, and now it's Aldo's turn. You guys all get to go before they get to go again. Okay, Aldo is going to try something new. He is going to pull from his bandolier a vial of sickly green liquid. And he's going to fire the hull, and he's going to throw it at the denizen of Jessica Lang. <laughs> Ooh, that is a that is a thirty-five to hit. Okay, I'm going to say that those hounds, where they are low to the ground, are not providing any AC boost. It wouldn't uh, matter anyway. With my alchemist goggles, I ignore lesser cover. So. Oh, you do. Okay, I so. Do. Uh, then if that's the case, that is a critical hit. Yeah. Yes. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Yes. I fucked it up. He's not flat no, no, no. footed to you. Yeah, it's just a regular. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Still. I'm getting you guys way excited. It's and, the uh, range of emotions again. I know. I know. Sorry. It's a real. It's a real twisted way to GM. It's a real. This is what happens with age. Like I forget something I just said two seconds ago. Every time your friends roll, first you say hit, then you go, oh wait, miss every time. That's 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 just mean. It's a, it's a it's a regular. Hit. Okay. He suffers 10 points of poison damage. The hound adjacent to him also takes 4 points of poison damage. And he has 2d4 persistent poison damage stuck to him (laughs) right now. Amazing. Wow. Uh, He falls. The denizen? That was it. 
The denizen of Lang falls to the ground. Yes. That was it. All right. Nice. Yeah, we did it. All right. See, and the hounds run away in fear. Nice. Yeah. The biggest thing in the combat happens and you underplay. Great encounter, everybody. <laughs> He's just so mad. He's so mad. You guys didn't get excited. It's like, he falls. You're like, oh, cool. Well, he, I thought you were going to be like, he falls. He but trip? gets back up. Yeah, you said um, it in a way that you were like, all right, he's dying one. Like, as if he didn't actually, he wasn't obliterated. But he's obliterated. Yeah, he yeah, is. To pieces, chunks of him fly everywhere. Disintegrated in acid. You only see bones. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just falls. He's like, no, uh, no, why? And now it is the hound's turn. I have three hounds left, and uh, two of them are surrounding Ethel, and one is next to Aldo. Aldo, did you have I, actions left? I do have two actions. I'm sorry. Please, go ahead. Kill him. Who's counting, but I do have two <laughs> actions left. So Aldo is going, he's going to step back next to Eris, and he's going to pull a vial of purplish swirling gas and throw it at the hound nearest him. Oh, my goodness. That is a 29 to hit. Oh, yeah. That'll hit. Okay. So that hound takes nine points of mental damage. Wow. And the hound adjacent to it takes four points of mental damage. (gasps) And the initial target is also frightened one until the beginning of my next turn. God, all these conditions. Frightened he is hit one. with a dread ampule. Ooh. Dread Ooh. ampule. <laughs> making, uh, you, making you work for your pay tonight. All right, that looks like frightened. It's a ah. ninja with his face all fucked Scared up. the shit out of me. <laughs> it was scared. so accurately represented. A feeling of fear that it frightened me <laughs> just looking at it. Uh, all right. So my poor denizen of Lang is down, but I do have these hounds left, and they can pack a punch if I could hit once. Now, I've already used my bay action with the first hound last week, um, and whether you succeed or fail, you're immune to that bay for 24 hours, so sadly I can't do that again. However, I do have some pretty nasty bites. So the one uh, just to the south of Aldo, Eris, and Atticus will uh, step action, move up towards the three of you, uh, and will attack uh, one, two, Aldo, three, four, Eris, five, six, Atticus. Uh, of course, it is Atticus uh, with a bite. The jaws is a 22 to hit. That is a miss. That is a miss. And then Ooh. it will take uh, one more bite, this time also on Atticus. Uh, and that was a natural two. So it fumbles on its second budget. It's all <laughs> fucked up because it's frightened. And uh, it's also going to take uh, Hound two. 4. Ah, two points. Two, two points. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, let's now, take Now, do you the- roll a flat check on that acid? I would assume I do. What was the acid from? It's acid just persistent. Uh, it yeah. was from no, it was from me. Um, uh, I thought it was from. It was acid splash the spell. Um, <laughs> I'm a sh- I'm sure if it's persistent, it, it's got it's the probably normal. a sixteen or fifteen flat check. Uh what would that be? Uh, persistent, uh, one persistent acid damage, or yeah, yeah, so it just one- says persistent. So, um. I rolled an 11, so that's going to con- continue ticking. Okay. Um, because you heightened it, it's two instead of one. That is correct. Um, okay. Well done. Well done. 
now it's going to be uh, the flat-footed houndster, and he is going to uh, slide, step into flanking over the body of the denizen of Lang and attempt to bite uh, Ethel's face off. First jaw misses with a 22. I mean, I'm rolling. I'm sticking with this die. Uh, and then misses with a nat 3. Uh, the one nice. up top uh, flanking, switching dies here. There's the natty 18. That's going to be a 34 to hit. That hits. Okay. Just a regular hit, though. Is it just a regular hit? You're sure it's, it's a not a second critical hit? Minimal hit. Minimal hit. A minimal. Not exciting. Oh, not mean, impressive. Basically, minimum damage. Nine regular damage, uh, nine piercing, and then three evil, so 12 total. Um, I've got one more John here, uh, one more action, as it were, and I, so I can't do knockdown. Just brutal! How useless this guy is. Um, give me a will, uh, will save, because I don't think you've critically succeeded on this bite yet. Uh, 26. You succeeded on that, um, so you are not frightened by its gross bite. Uh, it has one action left, and it will uh, just try and help out his buddy next time with an aid action. Um, we were doing survival. He like, knows how to... to trick his friend into biting you in the nuts. Um, it is now the top of round five and we will start with Ethel right after this quick break. Ethel, I think there's a world where you could end this combat in one round. There's no... Unless the dogs run away, there's no way I can do that. But Dude, I can try. Not with Smash that attitude. dog. <laughs> Smash dog throw a rock at the last one. <laughs> I actually can throw my I can throw my returning hatchet at the last one. There we uh, go. Let's there go. You go. Get up. Can he do it? Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking 3 deaths at uh, plus 420 oh right now. <laughs> plus 3 dead dog challenge. The dog <laughs> to the south is a lot more hurt than the dog to the north. All right, I'm going to double slice the dog to the north. Okay. The dog to the north. <laughs> he has not been touched. Okay. Uh the dog in the north. <laughs> Is it 28 to hit on the Warhammer and a <laughs> yes. 31 to hit on the hatchet? Two basic hits. Basic hits. All right, Warhammer first. <laughs> Two Mid- unremarkable hits. <laughs> okay, uh, 15 points of damage from the Warhammer. Okay. And then from the hatchet, Wally is going hatchet? to be 15 points of damage on the hatchet as well. So 30 total just... Shaboom with a double slice. Um, okay, and let's go uh, third attack on the dog to the south. The one the dog to the south. He is yeah. flanked by Pepsi. He is flanked by Pepsi. That's why I saved him for my subsequent attack. Smart. Oh, it's... okay. Uh, that's going to be a 27 to hit. That is a hit. Boom. Uh, and that will be 17 points of damage. And that round falls. Yeah! Ah, yay! doesn't even fall. Right. It just, like, turns into shadow stuff and leaks away. Cool. Um, I believe sand. I believe the dog to the northwest is actually out of the range of... Yeah, my, I can only throw my hatchet 10 feet. So, uh, instead I will take a... My fourth action, I'm going to take a five-foot step and interpose myself over here and get out of flanking. Okay. I'm 
moving up towards my friends to get in the way of maybe attract the attention of the hound. Okay, there's two hounds left. Good you feeling. know you can move more than a five-foot step, right? And not provoke if you wanted to. And you weren't flanked. I don't, all, I don't, there's nothing really I can do by moving anymore, and I can now hit them both from where I am without being flanked. That was my reasoning. Yeah. Would you like me to be somewhere else, boss? Ethel says. Not I was Matthew. just making sure you knew. You said five-foot step, as if, you know, you were avoiding an, an AOO or something. Just letting you know. You, you didn't have to avoid that. You do what, you go wherever you want. The world is your oyster. Well, I'm employed to be here, so I want... <laughs> to go there. It is Suki's turn. Okay. Uh, Suki is going to again command Pepsi to uh, move and then attack the hound that Ethel just scooted around. The southern hound. Uh, let's see if Pepsi can bite it. I think so. That's going to be uh, 28 to hit. 28 is a hit. Also, that that hound that moved to flank you, I forgot he was prone, so he actually had to crawl, which would have incurred an attack of opportunity. Oh. Ah. Do you want me to... Not from you, from... Uh, oh. Oh, Ethel. I don't have that anyway. Yeah, so. you don't have an attack. It would have incurred from Ethel. Oh. Uh, where Shall Ethel I take was it? standing. Uh, the only reason is that that would have given you an extra attack in this round, because that AOO would have been enough to kill the dog on the... Uh, you know what I'm saying? By moving. Oh, so the the dog that's dead was the one that I. That yeah, I, I, I forgot oh. that it was prone, and so basically it crawled. Um, and I think crawling provokes. I mean, it seems like it doesn't seems like say the it does the actually. Piece. I don't see no. why it would. You are well, prone I, in your speeds list. No, I'm I'm thinking back to uh, uh, first edition. So no, no, I mean, provoke. whenever you leave a threatened square, you provoke. Right. Oh yeah, because it's considered a movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want—I don't want to take away your free attack. So I—I I would say that attack was the attack that would have killed it. So you still have one more attack if you'd like to take it. So I'll take at my at my minimum, my minimum bonus. I'll take an—I'll take an attack on the dog to the yeah. north. Yeah. Sorry, saying. Suki. Okay. I'm just—I don't want to. No, no, that's good. Yeah. Please. Natural twenty. Oh. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. Kill it. <laughs> Can we go with Valparaiso as a city? Uh, it's not a city; it's just a school. All right, it's not true at all. Uh, this one from this one from Ian in Chicago, Hi, city Ian. of Notre Chicago. Dame. Chicago. Hi, Ian. Foreigner affair. Oh, sorry, foreigner affairs. Uh, Get you get lost. Oh, yeah, I see. You get lost in the driving beat of combat, and the rhythmic clash of blade on blade recalls a distractingly catchy song from your youth that gets stuck in your head. Uh, is this a crit? Okay. You become <laughs> flat-footed. Check it and see. For 1d3 rounds, even if you've acted, you can't use your decks because you're flat-footed. Is this a crit? Is this a critical hit or a critical, or is this a fumble? <laughs> yeah. I think this Seems is like a... It's kind of gotten um, shortchanged on this crit oh, here. I'm waiting for the... Waiting <laughs> for the so. You are the, killed by the force of your own blow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh, all right. Ian... You are fired. <laughs> so you I can see if like you're flat-footed, but you do a... quadruple damage. Things right. are different. Exactly. I in thought Chicago. that was going to be like you imbalance yeah. yourself to do a disturbing amount of damage. Like it, it, it says in the text, this fumble. Oh, 
So yeah, that is a that is a fumble. Um, well, Ian, it's, it was fun while last. Well, well, we'll go to Ian. We just pulled the wrong one, uh, it, and it was not my fault. It was Ian's fault. Uh, to the pain from Ian in Chicago. You ah, strike a vital hey. point and leave your uh, opponent in anguish. Double damage and persistent bleed equal to the modifier of the ability used for the attack. So it would be, nice. I guess, four bleed. Four. So double damage and four bleed. Awesome. Great. Or uh, you're 30... not at five yet, right? You're not at five plus five strength yet, right? No. Um, am I? Uh, 32 no. points of damage. Uh, oh. And the bleed will be on your turn, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's a lot. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, was good. Good. Good for you. Oh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Sorry. All right, 30, 32 points of damage, and it'll take four bleed on its turn, if it's still alive, because it's Suki's turn. Uh, well, that was to the one from the north, right? Or the... Yeah, the one that's got the broken heart. Uh, the broken heart. All right, so broken Pepsi... Broken heart that bleeds! Pepsi bit it, uh, lunged at it, and that was ten points of uh, piercing damage from Pepsi. Rude. Okay. And Suki, now with uh, my other two actions, I am going to cast Produce Flame and strike out with a ranged attack at that same damn dog. Okay. Let's see. Oh, crack die. That's going to be a 28 to hit. 28 to hit. Is I, think it that I think that hits. No. Uh, 4d4. Here we go. 40. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Four four two two last time. Pretty good. It's not that good this time. Uh eight, nine, ten, eleven points of fire damage. That is enough to take out that hound. Yes! The last <laughs> remaining team. enemy does not uh pose a threat to a team as powerful as you. So you may cinematically describe how yes. you take out this hound. Yes. In initiative order, uh, Eris, what do you contribute to the death of this um, um, newborn puppy? Well, Eris, frustrated <laughs> with how the Babiago doesn't seem to have service in the Caravanserai, um, takes her Eldritch Nails and just, like, kind of slashes at him, almost like she's playing with him at this point, like playing with her kill like a cat would. Mm. So, yeah. And then how does Atticus contribute Atticus runs past the dog to the wall just behind it, scampers up up it like a squirrel. (laughs) Then he jumps off the wall over top of the dog. He does a front flip and pulls from his side the same dagger that he used to cut the foot off of that whop. (laughs) Then he comes down... anime style and there's all these slashes coming up behind him as he's like falling through the air and he just brains the dog with the dagger in the top of the head onto the ground and he's completely dead and there's nothing for Aldo to do when did Atticus learn parkour when we started doing flavor turns I Aldo sadly there's no flavor left for you <laughs> there's no flavor left for you <laughs> Anything you'd like to do to one of the corpses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to tease the dog with his frightened one. Could just say, what are you, scared? Looks like he's scared, you stupid dog. And then he was going to call in an orbital strike from an, a satellite <laughs> far overhead that obliterates the, the, all the enemy bodies. An extremely, <laughs> extremely accurate orbital strike. Yeah, it just goes just right into his nose. just five foot square. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now remember, this all happens uh, in in seconds. You know what I mean? It's what round five. So this whole battle took about thirty seconds. And they all fall, and the denizen of Lang's fast healing ends, and it falls, and you see this tung 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 tung. This scimitar hit the ground as well. One that he was testing the balance of the weight on, like he was oh, excited yeah. to yeah. use a new weapon. It falls to the ground. Um, Oh. What do you do? You've got about 17 different ways you can go here. Uh, let me just talk about what they are. One is the room that they came out of, a room that you did not go into uh, the first time. The second is a pair of double doors just to the south of that. It would be right on the map, but it would be on the player's left. Uh, you also did not go through there. And then there's a door that Suki is standing in front of, uh, stage left, your right, uh, which is the door uh, that you took, and, and you are trying to get back to the Yellow King. Um, so you, is, you have some is that door closed behind that, Suki? That door is closed. And then there's also the open courtyard uh, that lies in front of you. Uh, and, ju- and just to be clear, all doors you just mentioned are all closed. All closed. Well, the, except the one that they came so flying out of. Can we see into that right now from where we are? Because we can yes. see into you know into the open door. Just get a, Don't raise your voice. Have some I- I'd like some <laughs> idea of what's in the door. <laughs> um, yes, Thank you see. Uh, I can tell you a little bit, a bit about that room now that you're standing there. It looks like a guard station. Um, I, I explained to you about the doors, like a half and half door. Um, you see in the back, there's a, uh, like a small cell. Um, and the whole room's in disarray. Like the table's turned over, all the chairs are flipped. It looks like all the debris on the floor has been sifted through. Um, you feel like maybe this denizen of Lang was looking for something in here. Maybe looking for that scimitar. Yes, uh, perhaps they found it. Hey, uh, can anyone give me a little healing? Yes, uh, Suki says. Suki also, uh, I'd like to take 10 and heal myself with uh, treat wounds. I can do it through a medicine check, DC 15. I have a plus 13 to medicine, so I think I'll pass every check I do. But if anybody else needs it... I mean, if we're um, taking 10, if we're taking sorry, 10 minutes... Sorry, then, yeah. taking... Uh, you mean, did you say... You mean take 10 minutes? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Take okay. 10 minutes, yeah. That's to uh, treat wounds. To treat wounds. But I can do it for you as well, but she's definitely going to do it for herself because I'm down. But you'll get 4d8 back if you want it. I want it. I want uh, it. And I am down 16. Uh, Don't forget, you each have two elixirs of life, moderate elixirs of life. Yeah. Okay. And what are they, Skid? Uh, uh, 2d8 or? Very nice. Oh, um, <laughs> Mo- what are they? Elixir of life, moderate? Moderate. It's 2d6. Uh, 2D. I put oh. it on my sheet, but now it looks sort of life. Lesser, I thought they were, is what I have. Oh, lesser, yes. They are, lesser. yeah. 3d6 plus 6 hit points. That's that's correct. And it gives you a bonus against. All right, I'll drink one. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, do you want me to do. Yes. Does Ethel. Okay, <laughs> you get 25 uh, points back. Beautiful. Dude, Skid, it was 3d6 plus 6. I rolled exactly 16, the exact oh. amount I was down. Oh, great. <laughs> Pretty amazing. I can also soothe if anyone needs a little bit more. Um, I could use a little bit more if I want to save my elixirs for combat. Oh, okay, Ethel. Here, here, here. And she takes her bloody eldritch nails and just, like, maybe pats your back in a weird way. Ah, oh. Um, <laughs> ah, um, and there it is. Okay. Ooh, eight. So 12 points of uh, healing. Thank Iris. you. Soothing. If, yes. If... You have any left? Um, I could also use a little bit of soothing. Oh, 
oh, of course, Suki. And she comes over with her bloody nails and chicken uh. hands, and she was she puts them right on your cheeks. She's oh. like, you did such a great job, and you're going to keep doing a great job. Um, Thank you. Oh, a natural 10 on the D10, so it's a 14. Dope. Nice. Ugh. Thank you so much. I'm almost back up to full. She really does mean it. She holds your hands, and she comes a little too close to your face. Thank you. Thank well, you. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, okay. All right. Thank okay. you. All right, guys. <laughs> Take a step back. <laughs> um, Never had anyone uh, Atticus, re- re- Atticus respond is going positively to that before. <laughs> <laughs> After he drinks this, and while wounds are getting treated, he, he drinks this elixir it's super fast, uh, and he's feeling all the way back. He's going to go over to the scimitar on the ground and just like lift the blade and uh, detect magic on it first, and then Ethel thinks he's trying to steal, and he's going to lop off his hand with his hatchet. <laughs> Immediately interrupting his treat wounds, you do not get the healing. <laughs> Um, and I'd like to roll. <laughs> I like when we're petty. I like when we're really petty. You did not get the hill. Your character now is now has one hand, and he's gonna have to relearn how to cast all their spells. But you're like, uh, yes, I'm gonna yes and it. You're not yes gonna get it. those twenty hit points. I'll just, I'll just take a flat check or lose I mean, spells. Every you're casting. joking about that, but you've you've done stuff like that for real and made Matthew laugh. He's like, that's so petty. That's so petty. <laughs> I can't remember this one instance you did something. You were so mad. And you're like, no, I'm not doing that. You're like, pettiest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It is vaguely ringing a bell, but I don't remember what this specific. Um, I'd like to try an arcana check on the blade. Mm, yes. Mm. 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 Identify magic arcana check. Uh, oh, oh, buddy. That is a 36 on this blade. It's a blade that, sadly, you can't take back into the real world. It's a oh, item right. that you find in the Dreamlands. But hey, you're in the Dreamlands now, and you're glad that you have a warrior who possesses the ability to uh, harness the power of a blade as special as this—a blade that is a plus two striking. <gasps> Vorpal scimitar. Oh, Whoa. shit. What wow. Wait, what are Orpal? the qualities of that? Skid, you've got some splaining to do. Well, so I know the plus two striking that gives you two additional damage dice in 2e, right? Is that mm-hmm. right? So there's that. And then Vorpal. I don't know specifically for 2e, but it's always been, there is a chance. Like, it used to be an original Dungeons and Dragons. It used to be on a, I think on a 19 or 20, you your opponent's head is severed and they are killed immediately. Yes. In I'm, 2e, it's pretty awesome. Okay. On a natural 20 only. On a natural 20 awesome. only, the enemy has to roll a fortitude save. And I believe it's like DC 34 or 35. And if you fail that save... You are decapitated. It's That's 37. Awesome. <laughs> 37, yes. 37. 37. Um, so it's a very hard fortitude save, um, relatively speaking. And it only happens on a nat 20, so not on a regular crit. That's why I kept rolling with the scimitar, uh, even taking the third attack, because I was like, if Holy I miss, I just need that nat 20. Vorpal? You could have decapitated Ethel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insta-kill. Vorpal? 
it costs 15,000 gold pieces. <laughs> oh my. Which is the equivalent to 150,000 gold pieces in 1E, yeah. right? Yeah. Plus, uh, two, plus two striking Vorpal Scimitar. That is and, insane. Yeah, and this is what I'll tell you. Ethel this, is just going to want to stay in the dreamland forever. This is going to yeah. make you uh, kick yourself. When you came to the Caravanserai the first time, that scimitar was sitting right there. You oh, could have had no. it the entire time you were traveling in the oh. dreamlands. Is this? But where you didn't get it, the Denizen of Lang says, if they didn't grab it the first time, the Denizen of Lang uses it instead. Shut Why up. would you wow. tell that? Is amazing. That. Wait, we're going to go so in every cool. You're going to have it throughout every dream trip. We take an hour and we check every door. <laughs> <and> every door. <laughs> Vorpal. This is interesting. In my, no, I just, I just. Sir Julia would it. still be alive. Uh, I'm assuming I get to wield the scimitar. I, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll roll you for it. I'll, I'll sell it to a dream shopkeeper. Ethel cuts up out of his other hand. <laughs> what do you got there, mouse? <laughs> <laughs> I've got good corn if you're willing to sell. <laughs> Do you happen to have 26,000 gold pieces? Can you even take that gold back to the real world? No, I'd have to trade it in immediately for the most powerful spells imaginable. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving me... So I built it. I think I built it correctly, but it gives me damage. It gives me three different rolls. It's 2d6 plus 6, 2d6 plus 8, 2d6 plus 10. And then it says the melee crit damage is times 2, times 2, times 2. Is well, it, we're not going to solve that problem on on this in this particular moment. Yeah, it should just be. Well, we'll, we'll figure out. Plus two. Oh, striking. it's the f- forceful trait that I guess is attached to the scimitar as you, you swing it. Yeah, yeah. It says momentum. forceful and sweeping. It's a yeah, fucking each insane consecutive weapon. hit is like more. It's like a falchion is the same thing. Wow. Damn. That's cool. That is cool. Man, that's amazing. Wow, what a weapon! What a weapon. You are guaranteed right, let's go, to let's cut go off fight heads. some people. Yeah, yeah let's, go let's just run into off. rooms <laughs> looking to kill people. Uh, all right, so what do you want to do here? Uh, you do have lots of options. I'll tell you once again. There's the room where uh, they came out of. Uh, there are two sets of doors uh, where Suki and Pepsi are. That's the way you came. Uh, and then there's the courtyard. I'm, You're I'm just, just trying s- to get back to the Yellow King. I'm just going to say, Ethel, as we told you before, we met a man here called himself the Yellow King. This is who we must meet. I don't know if this denizen of Lang uh, has already slayed him or some such, but he was somewhere in this building. I don't care where we go. All I know is that we must clear the place to make sure we either find him or his corpse. Go wherever you like, and we will follow. Now go, quickly. Ethel goes, with the scimitar. Ah! If we don't run into any other people that we can kill, can I try can I try out the scimitar on the Yellow King guy? Um, after we speak with him, yes, by all means. Okay, good. All right, um, Ethel is going to. So I'm just saying, Matthew, just pick, and we'll just follow you. Well, which way? Where was the Yellow King last time? I was. He was in the bottom right, I believe. But no, bottom left. 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 Yeah, it, it truly doesn't matter. Just walk right. in anywhere because right. even even guys... if we find him, we still want to search every room. Unless now. we die. Yeah, let's go. Let's Unless just go. we die, what does that mean? We can't search the room. If he's where he is the last time, we can't search. The- he might kill us. He might die. He's, he's not going to kill us. He is what? the pa- he is the path to the next part. Or maybe we kill him, and there's a note on him for where to go. But the only way out he's going to take Joe. you to the mad poet, right? He's he's a uh, 
Can I see east and west when I step forward, Troy? Um, All right, so you step up towards the courtyard? Yeah. The the doors are all closed. The doors are all closed, but just taking a peek in the courtyard, uh, you see, um, you know, you imagine this is where travelers would bring their horses. Um, There are uh, several uh, stables uh, on either side, like eight uh, four on one side, four on the other, or maybe like five on each side. Um, it is, uh, you guys didn't spend any time. I don't think you spent any time here, but yeah, you figure this is where they would put their pack animals and horses while they were, uh, resting at the way station. Um, roll a perception check or a survival check. Uh, I will do perception and that will be a 29. You do notice um, a bunch of very odd-looking tracks all around here, and they don't seem to make any sense. There's, like, a bunch in one area that kind of overlap, and then a bunch uh, uh, across the way. Um, it's just... You hey, you, that. smart people, can you come look at these tracks and tell me what they are? Mm, let me have, have a, a look. We have no tracker. I'm, we have, we have I'm a 19 in nature. I have lore wilderness. You, you survival though. You have a, I have a high yeah. I could do survival. What what would you like? Nature survival. Um, try survival. Okay. Uh, Iris, do you want to roll too? Do you have survival too? I can maybe um like spot you. <laughs> you want to spot me? I'll spot you in survival. Suki says, "Hold my hair," and she <laughs> puts she her tries braid to out. Hold your hair, but her nails are still too long from when Ow. she did the. You poking me in the eye. Ow. No. Okay, no. never mind. No. Just forget. Forget it. <laughs> she rolls a fourteen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Stop it! Get away from me! That's gonna be only <laughs> <laughs> a distraction. Uh, Twenty-eight. Did does she aid? I rolled a fourteen. That doesn't. No. So, yeah. Twenty-eight. Also, are you trained in survival, Kate? Um. Yes. That's that's awesome. Um. So you guys are do you guys step up to Ethel there, or are you just standing back there, being like, oh, no, I'm just, standing ten feet behind Ethel. I'll stand. I right stand. Behind Sue. Next to Ethel to have a closer look. Okay, and what'd you roll total with the aid? T- 28. Oh, 28 with, total. with the aid? 29? There's no aid. There's no, no aid. Yeah, no she aid. didn't. Okay. She had yeah. to roll a 20, right? Uh, 28. All right, so, yeah, it is quite odd. Um, you can't make out the prints. They do not look to be human. Um, but the only explanation is that maybe something was uh, flying here, and that's why there's, like, uh, there's no continuity uh, in the tracks. But you do see... Um, it does look like there was a, a bit of a scuffle or something, maybe uh, down towards the uh, the lower left-hand portion um, near one of the stalls. She relays it to the party about, like, a, a potential flying creature. So let's keep our wits about us. Let's get Atticus, inside. Atticus is going to say, Ethel, stay close. Should there be some sort of flying beast we have to deal with I'll give you the ability to fly to it I had a dream once where I could fly I fell (laughs) well this is yet another dream and perhaps this time you will fly go start walking alright let's stay inside let's go Ethel's gonna go back and let's take the Weasterly route through this door okay so um not liking what you're hearing over there, you pop the door open, 
Uh, and once again, you see a, a little fountain there with a stone statue of a person sleepwalking. And the fountain looks like it hasn't had water uh, shooting out of it in a long time. Uh, and then past that fountain is a hallway uh, leading down. Now, Ethel, you weren't here uh, before, but Aldo and Atticus, um, should you enter after um, Ethel, you start to remember like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Yes, yes, we came through here. There was a door to the north where there was a little shopkeep. And then the yeah. shopkeep was just like full of shit and he attacked yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what's um, so funny is like, the changing of the map artist is an amazing detail because it's like a dream. Like we come back, and yeah. It's like not everything. It's the same, the but same, different. But yeah. it's like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we're, we're so meta. <laughs> so meta. <laughs> this is very meta. This is how we play our our games. We right. always change the map artist whenever we, we return to a dream school. <laughs> it was like the school library, but it wasn't the school library. <laughs> um. Yep, I'll keep going, and then... This is a corner? Yeah, it's a corner. So you see the, the room open up to the north there, uh, and then a, uh, a long hallway leading down. And Ethel, remind me, you have dark vision? I do. Okay. Um, I have you goggles. have Felvin? Are you... Oh. No, I have goggles of night, and I activated them. Nice. Look at this row of... This murderer's row of goofballs. Ethel, Atticus, Harris, <laughs> Sufi, Pepsi, and Aldo... Um, yeah, you can see some more of that room to the north, but it looks like you're more interested in going to the south anyway. So, um, well, we, we can peek in that room. Is there anything interesting going on? Yeah, you take a peek in there. That's the shop. Um, oh, yeah. Everything looks the same, except you don't see uh, anyone there. Whereas last time there was a guy like, oh, welcome. Can I sell you? I'm going to go out. We killed him, though, right? Uh, yes. Not you. I think that's where we discovered that the dreamlands are weird. Yes. Um, was that... Would that have been... It was in, like, the middle of a two-show stand when that happened. Would that have yeah, been, like... I, Indian? No. I was trying to think where it happened. I, just, I feel I like it remember. was the show where poor Harry lost his luggage. Oh, uh... Was that Columbus? Was that Columbus? Uh... Why, tonight's The Caravansary is uh, Glass Cannon Live, D.C. Oh. And then we flew to Columbus. And then yeah. we flew to Columbus. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. It was, that was a fun trip, except for when we lost the Logan. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to keep moving south. Keep moving south. Um, so Ethel, with his uh, plus-two striking vorpal scimitar, leads the way confidently towards the south. And uh, you see that the corridor once again turns. Uh, Sorry, uh, Troy. I just wanted to say, in exploration mode, I'm going to constantly cast detect magic okay. in all directions at all times. So, uh, if anything within range comes up as generating magic, just let me know. Gotcha. Um, just a right. couple things and here. We'll- yeah, you look down. You see that the hallway turns. And then there is a room that Ethel is now standing in front of and looking in. This was the room, if you remember, uh, that had uh, a haunt in it. Um, remember, there at the time you didn't realize what you were seeing, um, but a lot of it was bits and pieces of the dream journeys you would end up taking. You saw the night hag 
which you now realize is Queviandra. You see, you saw the, oh, you saw the ghouls from the necropolis. You also saw three men in turbans, uh, conferring over a detailed picture of the moon. You haven't run into anyone, uh, like that. Um, and so you think that perhaps Lao's memories left their psychic imprint on this room. And that's hmm. why you experienced them in the form of a haunt. That's why the Yellow King exists. Huh. Something that happened to Lao's change this area but now you look inside there's no haunt <laughs> is the yellow king because that's where Lowell's met the king in yellow <laughs> uh, oh dear you don't see anything in here but you do see that all the tables and chairs and everything have been pushed to the side mm. in this okay. room steal your mind it was uh, a mental attack it seems rather empty now though be is on your guard is this a door to the east um. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll go over there. Okay. Um. You go over to the door to the east, and it just leads to that same hallway where you just go around. Um. And you see that the hallway continues to stretch to the east. There's a little opening in the middle, which leads to the baths. If you remember, these are five foot wide hallways, and they're making me extremely nervous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should be checking for traps, by the way. Yeah. Uh. Uh, just perception, right? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Every five feet? Every ten feet? Uh, just give me a general perception right now. Oh, actually, before you do that, before you step into that hallway, uh, Atticus, Atticus is, I mean, I'm sorry, Aldo is, it's, it's Ethel, come here. So, so take a little swig of this, and he is going to hand you a, an elixir of... Of uh, uh, eagle eye, eagle eye elixir. Oh, nice! Ooh. That will give you a pl- for ten minutes. It will give you a plus one on your perception, plus two to find traps and secret doors. Nice. Oh, yeah. So that was a natural twenty on that roll. <laughs> so that's going to be that's a, a good one to roll natural twenty on. Yeah, thirty six perception, thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, thirty seven perception, thirty eight for traps and secret doors. Okay, everything looks. A-okay. You don't see any tripwire, any loose... Um, I see everything, tiles. and it looks fine. Come mm-hmm. on. Great. Everything and nothing. Uh, <sighs> all right, looking uh, what? to the... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> nothing. Mm. Uh, it's this way. Looking to the north here, you once again see the baths. Um, this is where you fought that big ooze, uh, the formless spawn, the black ooze that came out of the tub. You oh, that any... thing almost TPK'd us, right? That was nasty. That's when you realized, oh shit, the dream yeah, the dream encounters, they're meant to really fuck you up. That's, that's right. That's hit hard. That's right. Um, thankfully you don't see any um, spawn in here this time. Um, but if you remember, the tiles on the floor were very disorienting. Um, and oh, yeah. if you stared at them, it made you sick. And the minute you look in there, Ethel, you didn't experience it before. You start to like feel a little oh boy, and you mm-hmm. you turn your head away. And maybe Atticus and uh, Aldo can enlighten you. That would be so much worse if like your perception was heightened, and then you saw something yeah. like that. Oh. It would be uh. even worse. Yeah, like oh. uh, like when you get your first new prescription. <laughs> <laughs> like your yeah. glasses, you know? Yeah. Everything's clear, and you're just like, oh, my head hurts, and I'm <laughs> nauseous. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll pers- I'll keep going. I mean, tell me. So, the whole sentence now. I would like to continue perceiving for traps, but if you're telling me I already did this hallway, I'm happy to move on. Let me just ask you what your new perception is with the bonus that Skid has given you. 
Uh, it'll be a plus 17 and a plus 18 for secret doors and traps. Okay. Um, that's all I need to know. So right now you don't see anything. Okay. So we'll go to the this, the corner uh, in the east. Yes. Detecting magic. Uh, still good. detecting in magic. In the uh, pool room, the, the three pools. Yep. Nothing in the pools. Um, okay. You're detecting head. You're detecting into the parts of the courtyard that you didn't look into. Um, most of those at least. And uh, you're not sensing anything. Um, you get to the end of this hallway here and it stops at a wall and turns to the north. Um, still detecting magic. You start to feel a, a, a little tickle, Atticus. Like Wait, there's, there's magic about. I feel a tickle. <laughs> there. And he points toward the northeast. Uh, there's, there's a residual magic energy. Uh, could be anything. So... Just be on your guard. All right, I'll uh, carefully keep my eye open for any traps and everything. Uh, is this a? I see. A, I think this is a corner right ahead of me now, Troy. Sure is. And I will you see peek around. Turns. Yep, it turns. There's a doorway which is open, um, and then a hallway that continues north that looks to be about the same width as the uh, hallway that you came down on the other side. All right, let's peek around the, my right to look in the open door. Okay. You peek around the right, but even as you approach the door, you start to feel really unsettled. There's this overwhelming um, feeling of dread. Like, you know that sick feeling that you... Um, like, if you're walking into darkness, and then you if you let yourself... Uh, get too worked up, it starts to like have a physiological response. You start feeling that, and you haven't felt that at all. You've got this new badass weapon, you can cut off heads, but something uh, really um, starts to hit you right below your navel, and it's this sick feeling. And Atticus, as you stand directly behind him, you also start to feel um, this uh, little it. tickle. I told you it was something. Um, is is the magical aura getting any clearer or more potent or coming from this room or anything like that? Yeah, something is, is definitely coming out from this room. So much so that uh, Ethel and Atticus give me a will save. Mm. Uh-oh. Ethel and Atticus give me a will save. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. 29. Uh, 26. Okay. So... Ethel, you, um, in game terms, become frightened one. And it's probably from what you see when you open the door. You know, the door's already open when you peer into the room. Now, you haven't seen this room before. Your friends have. It looks like some kind of an office. Uh, there's a low table with ledgers all over it. Um, Aldo and Atticus, you may remember those ledgers had completely indecipherable language within. You couldn't quite figure out what they were trying to keep track of, uh, whoever's office this was. Um, you thought maybe the person that ran the caravansary kept their records here. It wasn't really clear. Uh, it was empty at the time. Um, but now there was someone here. And as you turn the corner, Ethel, you see a tall, lanky figure of a man, immaculately dressed with a sharp peaked collar and a tall top hat. And as you look in the door, he's just sitting behind the desk reading one of the ledgers, and he doesn't even look up at you. 
and just raises a long finger. And we'll see you next week. Oh, my God. Like the Slender Man. Oh, oh I was so in the zone. <laughs> I know. I could see the finger. Oh it is the God. Slender Man. I fucked this guy. I'm just fucking... Chop his head off. Chop his head off. Oh, all of his bits off. Chop his finger off. <laughs> I throw my hatchet and chop his finger off. <laughs> <laughs> Does Vorpal uh, cut fingers off? <laughs> oh, man. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.